Hi, my wonderful sweet babies. It's Destin Choice, and I had to get on here and really get on my podcast and go the fuck in. So, long story short, I wanted to get on my podcast because, again, I haven't been podcasting for a while, but I'm back on my shit. And I wanted to get on here and talk about why I'm not as far as people would expect me to be or why I'm not as far as people will often tell me. And I'm saying this because recently I went to an event hosted by Lovely T, the YouTuber, and basically, she had a lot of her followers pull up. It was kind of like an intimate event. It was like a meet and greet. And I got recognized by this young woman. And I'm sure she's watching. And she basically told me, wow, like, you know, I'm a big supporter of yours. I got recognized by a lot of people at Lovely T's event because we both are in the commentary field, you know, news field, shit like that. And this young lady walked up to me and she was like, Choice, that is so criminal. That's so crazy to me that you aren't like further, like the fact that you don't have a million followers, the fact that you don't have this, like that's just insane to me. And that was just, you know, me and her having a conversation for like 10 minutes about life and career growth and where she wants to go in life and much more. And I'm sure she's listening to this too. And one of the things she told me was, she was like, Choice, like when I get home, I'm making sure that I'm gonna stream your podcast. I wanna subscribe to both your channels. I wanna make sure I support the hell out of your work because it's insane how you're so underrated. And I oftentimes get this, being told to me all the time people oftentimes message me dm me and tell me in real life and say damn you're really underrated damn that's crazy like you're really talented you have a great energy about you you know you really should be like on a level of this even sometimes haters will tell me that there's sometimes well i have like people who are like haters trolls in my comment section saying oh my fucking god you're not even on bt yet why don't you have your own fucking show fuck you your channel's going nowhere you know shit like that like sound like the little fucking squirm worms that they are and a lot of times I, re- I used to reflect on what people would say when they say you're underrated. And I used to take it very personal and be like, damn, maybe they're right. Maybe I really should be further. But then I've learned how important it is to be grateful for what you have. And I feel like a lot of y'all could probably reflect on this too. Oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for the cool things that we've done. We oftentimes will look at our age and be like, damn, I'm already 25, damn, I'm already 30, damn, I'm about to be 40, damn, I'm gonna be 50 soon, I thought my life would have been like this, that. And oftentimes we picture our life being a certain way and it just ends up not going that way. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, if I reflect 10 years back into the past, I visualize my life being, you know, on a TV show, being a script writer, you know, being famous and on red carpets and, you know, you know, uh, having my own sitcom on, on Nickelodeon and having my own little wand on Disney Channel where I'm like, hey, motherfucker, this is Choice TV and you're watching Disney Channel. Uh, 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 uh. That's kind of what I visualized for myself many, many years ago when I was young and a teenager, you know, looking at these kids like Amanda Bynes from the Amanda, 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 Amanda show and watching these kids on All Dad, watching things like Keenan Kell and seeing Drake and Josh or iCarly or, you know, seeing these kids on these, these shows, Brother Garcia or Taina and being like, damn, like, I want to move to New York City. I want to live in Los Angeles. I want to be on these, you know, major tours and, you know, an actor on these cool TV shows. That's what I used to always tell myself many years ago. When I was a child and guess what I got a good portion of what I wanted I wanted to be really popular and have influence and I got that but I also wanted to be on a hit tv show so as I you know started growing my channel I kind of reflected on a lot of what I have and I kind of thought to myself for a second damn like why aren't these managers hitting me up yet why aren't these holiday executives hitting me up yet why didn't I get all these cool opportunities like you know 
all these other major influencers like a uh, Kayla Nicole Jones or these other major opportunities to be on Wild and Out. Like, uh, who's that? Who's that person's name? Rice Gum, that very famous YouTuber from a couple of years ago. You know, these people like are getting opportunities to be in these crazy shows. What about Lily Singh, Superwoman from YouTube? You know, what about you know that D's Nuts guy who's in these international commercials? You know, shout out to him. Now he looks pretty horrible, but I used to kind of reflect and be like, damn, like why, why? Why, why, like, these influencers, you know, they're getting all these cool opportunities, you know, why haven't I got them yet? And the truth of the matter is, why the fuck do I care? That's kind of what I had to tell myself. I had to kind of remind myself, yo, you've done a lot. I've been to 10 countries. I, I, I've been to foreign countries where people recognize me. I've walked into a fucking Chinese restaurant where I'm in Trinidad, a small country in the Caribbean. And the woman at the front counter was like, oh my God, I love you. I, I I watch you. I know who you are. I remember watching your videos about you struggling and you getting picked on and bullied by your sister. That's so crazy. And mind you, I'm in a fucking third world country. I'm in a small island in the Caribbean. This woman knows who I am. Why the fuck am I so pressed about not being further in my career? I really shouldn't take shit like that personal. I shouldn't even sit up here and even for a second think I should be so much further. I should be like... I'm already far. I'm already blessed. It kind of reminds me of the conversation regarding Kiki Palmer. If y'all didn't know, Kiki Palmer recently got in this crazy, you know, Twitter conversation. Because you guys know, Twitter is a cesspool of people who give their opinions. And oftentimes, they'll create chaos out of nothing or create useful conversations. And one time, somebody tweeted saying, damn, Zendaya has a bigger network than Kiki Palmer. Zendaya has all these major awards and all these major accolades and all this mainstream success compared to Kiki Palmer, and they're both the same fucking age. Well, not the same age, but they're around the same age. They came up during the same era, but except Kiki Palmer's been around, I want to say, five years earlier than Zendaya. It's like Kiki Palmer has five years more in the game than Zendaya because she's a little bit older than Zendaya. And... People basically said, damn, that really showed you that colorism plays a big role. And Kipama was quick to go on Twitter and say, first of all, I'm working on this. I'm working on that. I'm working on my millionth movie. I'm working on this. I'm about to have this baby. I got this going on and that going on. And also, I have a book. I also have been on numerous shows. I was one of the first people, one of the first black girls to have her own lead show on Nickelodeon. And... I'm blessed. I have nothing to complain about. I'm happy. I'm Kiki Palmer. I'm great. That's literally what Kiki Palmer tweeted in a nutshell. And I was so amazed at her response, but people were still saying that, girl, you're missing the point. You should be further. But she's blessed already. She has a huge platform. She has a lot of influence. She has a lot to be grateful for. You know, you can still sit up here and say, I'm not where I want to be, but you still got to wake up and realize how blessed you are. Like a lot of y'all, for example, just to use you as an example, you know, you might say, damn, at my age, I feel like I should have this. But you managed to graduate high school. You managed to get into a great college. You managed to graduate college. You managed to get a really good job that pays pretty well compared to your peers. Uh, let's see. You managed to do something that a lot of people don't get to do when you were like 19 or 20. You know, I'm sure there's something about you that you've done if you reflect on the past two years. Think about your past two years. Think about all the cool things you've done in two years. Have you gone to any foreign countries? Have you got to do this? There's a lot of things that you've been able to do that people around you haven't been able to do. 
Do you have a family that's very supportive? That's a blessing and that's a pleasure right there because not everybody has that. You know, me, for example, I don't have like a huge family unit of relatives who are like having my back and my support system. I've kind of had to build my support system through friendships or through being on the internet and reaching so many fucking people. You know, I don't really have what I have. And I used to be jealous of people when I was much younger who kind of had that family structure and kind of had that, you know, unity of relatives that supported them you know all i had was relatives who were like crabs in the bucket pretending they fuck with me just so they can get some type of opportunity and much more i never really had what all people had you know i never really had the holidays i never really had the stable home i never really had you know the worry of being in a comfortable house without worrying about my mom getting fucking evicted out of her you know out of her apartment like i had to deal with stuff like that as a child from like constantly thinking of if I come home from school, we're going to see an eviction notice on our door because mom was being irresponsible and living above her means and was struggling. And my dad was a piece of shit and didn't do much. You know, there's a lot of things I had going on in my life. And when I compare my life as a youngin and getting abused and being bullied by my oldest sister and getting mistreated by my mother and mistreated by my father and even my brother getting mistreated too, I reflect on my life back then and my life now. And I think, oh my fucking God, I'm in such a better predicament than I was five, ten years ago. Why the fuck do I even sit up here and say that I deserve more? And that's the thing. You have to learn how to be more fucking grateful. There's a saying that goes like this. There's a saying, I think the saying goes, don't forget to smell the roses. That's the saying. And they say don't forget to smell the roses because oftentimes a lot of us will plant a garden, right? We'll start a garden, but we oftentimes are so worried about our garden looking like the next person's garden or our garden looking like a big-ass harvest festival but we don't ever smell the roses. You don't ever give yourself a chance to like sit back and think, breathe like, <sighs> I'm so glad to be here because now my roses are big and beautiful. You know, you never give yourself a chance to do that. And I want to kind of reflect on why I'm not where I would like to be even more because it's okay to have goals. I could sit up here and say that I'm still not content with everything because I still have more that I want to achieve and do. So there's a lot of things that I have in the works. I do, I'm working on really cool projects on my own because back to where I'm not where I want to be, I've had a lot of people kind of waste my time as I've been trying to climb that ladder in what they call Hollywood. I really want to be a force in the entertainment industry. I really want to be able to create, you know, limitless boundaries for myself where I can literally see mountains. I want to be able to move mountains with my voice. I want to be the biggest media personality in the world. And I want to be able to create a substantial brand like Jerry Springer or Wendy Williams or Oprah or Howard Stern to the point where I can get cool movie roles or get the opportunities to executive produce this and do this. But when you're a self-made influencer, you are kind of in a predicament where because you've done so much for yourself and, you know, casting directors didn't believe in you, average people didn't believe in you when you wanted an opportunity, because you put so much into yourself as an influencer, it's kind of hard to kind of climb that ladder even more because there's not much that a manager can do for me. And then the entertainment industry, what can they really do for me? What, what would they call me to do for? You know, I don't make music. You know, I'm not a singer, songwriter. You know, I'm not related to a celebrity. I don't come from money. I'm not a nepotism baby where I have family all over the industry. I'm the only person I know that's kind of climbing that ladder in the entertainment industry. I don't have that force or that pull or, or, or group of managers. I do a lot of things by myself, you know. And I'm saying this because I do a lot of things mostly by myself because I've had a lot of people waste my time. Like, I remember one time when I was climbing that ladder and becoming really popular on YouTube and I was fat as fuck, you know, putting mayonnaise in my fucking spaghetti and meatballs and shit. You know, back in those days, I was still eat my weird food combinations. I, I just won't do it as much. 
But anyways, as I was like kind of climbing that ladder and just starting to blow and go viral, my views were doing so well. And I had like 100,000 followers. I had this one dude who's from my city who reached out to me and said, hey, I like what you're doing. I like how funny you are. You have a great aura personality. I want to manage you. Let's get on the call. I said, oh, really? Oh, great. I would love to. This was the first time anyone has ever reached out to me trying to manage me or work with me, whatever, right? And that seemed like they wanted to personally take me on. Like as a talent manager, that's like, I was like, whoa, that was great. And guess what? I ended up scheduling the call. He said, okay, great. Call you soon. And then boom, he never ended up following up with that call. And I was really upset. I was really irritated because he never, and I, and I even texted him and said, hey, would you like to reschedule? He never followed up. And I was really irritated because I was confident enough to give him my number via email and he never followed up. I was really irritated because again, the day of our call, he just flakes. I'm like, why would you just flake right then and there? And then I had another situation where I was called as one little manager, right? He didn't manage me, but he managed other influencers. And he used to kind of like get me sponsorships. Like he used to get me promos for like promote this music artist promote this product that product he's gonna be sponsored now and then he wasn't paying me that much money he was definitely lowballing me when i look back and definitely stealing from me when i really think about it and look back with his dirty big fat buck ass because he was giving me a little bit amount of money compared to how much he was giving other people who had the same amount of subscribers and less but that's another story for another day anyways this dude used to tell me so many crazy things about how, oh, yeah, Trace, you know, I'm going to help you climb that ladder. You know, I have access to this person. I have access to that person. I have access to this. Like, he used to literally, like, feed me stories about who, who he had access to and who he was connected with. And a lot of those turned out to be lies. Because when you go to his social media, none of these people followed him. He had nothing to prove. All he really had was his word. And his word ended up not being bonds when I found out. You know, he was really a snake. He was very manipulative. And I come to find out he was trying to use me as a pawn. You know, as he would like, you know, message me, give me these sponsors, these promos, he would kind of like slide in occasionally and be like, hey, you know, Trace, you know, I got this new music group that I'm managing. You know, you know, you should like manage them. Like not, ma like, you, not manage them. He'd be like, you should like, you know, manage to do like a video one day. Like you should like do a video, talk about them, talk about how they're fat back computer shaped ass bitches and how they're this and how they're in the, you know, you know, talk about them. And then I realized, wow, this piece of shit is really just using me. And it's kind of just taking more than what he's giving me. He isn't really giving me that much money for sponsorships. Like, like he wasn't giving me much money at all. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. He was only giving me like a couple hundred dollars, even though I was literally getting so many fucking views on my content. He was really stealing from me. And I found out when I found out how much other people were making compared to me. You know, and not to say like, oh, wow, like, I, you know, um, I, I'm, I think I deserve more. I'm the, I'm the biggest celebrity ever. It's more so like a, he wasn't really paying me fairly. He was kind of like shitting on me and taking advantage of my ignorance. And he basically used me. And I didn't really like that very much. And he wanted me to be his pawn to make content about him. Then this one time he was like, oh, yeah, I know this one dude that's like, you know, involved with this. You know, you should do a video. Come to find out he's like managing these people and he's in cahoots with these people or he doesn't like so-and-so so he thinks he could use me and of course i always told him no like i always was like uh, i don't know who those people are they're not relevant i'm not passionate about it i won't cover it so it was little stuff like that and then it was this one instance where i had a publicist and his name was like rocky pomfiel and he owned a fucking publicist company called R&D Entertainment. And I'm going to say his name because he really fucking tried me. Like, he really was an asshole. And I'm saying this because I went on looking for a publicist because I thought, okay, cool. If I want to be a big star, I need a publicist, right? A publicist can help me, like, build my name and get cool connections. That was my ignorance. When it's really a manager that does that. A publicist just helps you get promo. He did, like, I was paying this dude, like, how I was paying him, like, $700 a month. And he was, like, doing these little 
corny little articles, like reaching out to people that he knew, tell him to do like little corny articles of hella fucking typos, and it was like raggedy, and the, the fucking presentation was terrible, and he was taking my $700 a month for the past like five months, well, was it five months? No, it was like four months. Like, no, it was, I paid him for three months, but he said it was do a five-month trial. And he wasn't really, like, doing much for me. He was just wasting my time. And he kept talking about how he had all these things planned for me. And he even told me just to really rule me in. Before I even agreed for him to be my publicist, he literally sat up there and he told me, oh, yeah, you know, Choice, before you sign, I want to let you know one of the first things I'm going to do for you, Choice, is get you on wild and out. Because I, um, I have, like, like a footing in that. And I said, oh, really? Cool. Okay. And then I ended up signing. And it was one time where he told me that he managed Lala Milan, which is a favorite, which is a famous Instagram model, Lala Milan, right? And this bitch ass nigga was lying. He said he used to be a publicist for her. He said he was one of her publicists. And then I reached out to her and I said, hey, yo, Lala, have you ever worked with this dude before? She didn't reply. But what Lala did was she screenshotted my message and she put up a public post on her story. Fuck wrong with her. That annoyed me, but she didn't reply to my message, but she screenshotted it to make like a public announcement. She didn't even have the decency to reply to my message. She just screenshotted it, put it on her story, and she basically said, just to make a quick announcement, I have never worked with that company before. My team works way too hard for people to take credit for my work. Just making that very clear. I don't work with anyone that's associated with that company. She made a public post. She didn't even respond to me. She just screenshotted my message and made a public post to let everyone know that she doesn't work with said company because this dude that I was working with was name dropping her. She should have. She could have replied to me, but I, I, I appreciated her still responding, but in her own little way. But he sat up there and lied to me and claimed he worked with someone that he didn't even work with. And he sat up there and lied to me and said he had a footing a while and out, all while Nick Cannon doesn't even follow his punk ass. He doesn't know anybody a part of like any of the major production companies that produce Wild and Out. And that was like a harsh lesson for me. This was like five, almost six years ago. And that was like really hard for me because in my head I was like, damn, like I really thought this dude was like legit. But he really like name dropped, told me all these fucking lies, said he worked with Cash Doss, said he worked with Lala Milan. His name was Rocky Pomfiel. And he owns a fucking publicist company called R&D Entertainment. I would keep saying his punk ass name and his dumb ass company. And he really tried me. He really sat up there and lied to me. And I was really upset about that. That really triggered me. Because, you know, that's a big reason why I edit all my videos. A big reason why a lot of y'all will always ask me, oh, well, you know, why aren't you further? I could be a lot further in terms of my subscriber count if I was more consistent. Like, if I post, like, a video every single day, three videos a day, a video every other day, I probably would grow a lot faster and a lot quicker because as you guys know, a lot of channels on YouTube aren't growing as much as they used to, but some channels still are growing. And I have a very loyal fan base. I'm very grateful for that. But there's people out there that have wasted my time, lied to me, manipulated me, told me they had all these cool plans for me, um, would name drop. Anytime when people would like reach out to me, they would name drop. That's a common thing. If you're trying to climb that ladder in Hollywood and entertainment industry, a common thing that liars, frauds, and snakes would do, even some some genuine people would name drop. They name drop and sometimes they can't even prove it. That's why my biggest advice for people who want to be singers, actors, entertainers, if you ever get in contact with a manager or someone that claims they don't have all these connections, go to their websites, Google them, find out who they know, look at their LinkedIn accounts, or if not, Look at their Instagram, see who follows them, and not even just see who follows them, see if these people are actually like interacting with them, liking their posts, and much more. You know, you can always tell based off of that. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that people in the entertainment industry will tell you anything they want to hear, anything you want to hear, just so they can take from you. And I've had some people take from me, waste my time, or use me as a pawn. 
use me to like do a lot of work for them and then eventually like do as much as they can to get as much as they can out of me and then they know that eventually I'll cut them off or they know eventually they'll just ghost me. So that's kind of why I've been in predicaments where I've done everything by myself. So if I wanted to like release a book or some shit, if I wanted to sit up here and do my own like tourist setup or like, you know, you know, like create my own website, I had to do everything on my, by myself. So I'm technically my own manager. So everything really falls back on me. And I'm not looking for sympathy on some like, oh my God, I need some help. But it would be nice to get some help that I can actually trust because I've tried taking help from people. But everybody is very much on that whole throwing shit in your face or, you know, trying to like impress me. And then eventually if I work with them, they kind of use the fact that they're cool with me as like leverage. Like they try to like use me as like a little pawn to make it seem like they're powerful. It's just little stuff like that that people do. It's just there's not many genuine people in the entertainment industry. And that's part of the evil things that I've seen in Hollywood, you know? And it's hard when you're trying to climb that ladder in the entertainment industry and you're trying to build something for yourself because a lot of people come out here to Los Angeles because I moved to Los Angeles two years ago. I've been here for two years, right? It just it just hit two years. And there's a lot of people who come from nothing who come out here. Like, I'm talking about people who come from straight up nothing, like the gutter or, or they have a family that does well, but they have to like pull their own weight because their family doesn't support them. So they, you know, they work at CVS or they work at, you know, a Walmart or they work as a server or they work as a bartender or, you know, they're out here selling, you know, selling narcotics or selling weed or, you know, they have to do what they can to hustle to survive out here because it's a tough city. And a lot of people here are very hungry. And that's why you always hear about the fake sinister people in Hollywood and the people, you know, selling their ass and the dudes, you know, getting fucked anally just to make, just to get an opportunity because it's tough out here. Luckily for me, I have a social media following. You know, that's like a skeleton key for me that'll open some doors. I have stable income because of my following and because of how consistent I am with sustaining my money, you know? But it's a lot of people out there that don't have that. So it's a little bit harder for them. So people have to sometimes rely, women too, on how beautiful they are and sleep their way to the top. There's dudes out here that are really attractive and they have to utilize that or they have to play people or use their manipulation tactics to climb a certain ladder, you know, because people are impatient. Bills are expensive out here. And I want to sit up here and I want to be honest for a second. There was this one instance, and I think I talked about this in a video, where there was this one dude who I met out here in Los Angeles, right? Cool dude, mad chill. I eventually cut him off because he was kind of toxic and he kind of wasn't the best person, but I ghosted him. Long story. And he told me how, yeah, you know, I've been in LA for like a good four years. You know, uh, I've had like bad instances. And I said, oh, really? Has LA done a number on you? What has LA like done bad for you? Like, how has this city been treating you? And he said, well, yeah, like I've been modeling. And he's also like a, like, like a, um, He's also, he's also been doing, like, some prostitution. He's also, like, you know, been doing, like, a little bit of, you know, modeling. He's one of those little Instagram pretty boys or, like, a little following or whatever. And he basically told me that he was, like, doing what he can to survive out here because he's not trying to get no regular job. So, you know, he's been, you know, selling his body, whatever. That's his business. But what really got me was he said that he was trying to climb that ladder to be entertainer, you know, like a model or, like, commercial print and stuff like that. And he came across an industry executive, Hollywood executive, and shit like that. A dude that he knew was powerful, a dude that he knew had some type of connections, a dude that he knew was obviously well represented and had a great social media following and a pull of the industry. And this dude in the industry told this acquaintance that I once had, hey, bro, you know, I'd love to help you. I'd love to like help you, you know, you know, climb and maneuver in the industry. But, you know, first you got to help me out first. Like, what's up? Like, you know, we should hang out. And long story short, the, the Hollywood executive basically told my acquaintances at the time. You got to suck my dick. 
he ended up sucking that Hollywood executive's dick. And guess what? That acquaintance at the time that I had got ghosted. Like, he was over here blowing his shit up, texting him, saying all type of mean things, letting him know, like, what the fuck? Like, you know, just, he got ghosted. You know, the dude didn't even respond to him no more once he got his dick sucked. And that's the kind of shit people are willing to do. That, and that's part of why I kind of ghosted him a little bit. Not that reason, but he's just a thirsty person. He's like a pick-me. He's, he's a fucking pick-misha. And for those of you who are probably wondering, was he even gay? I think he was like bi or some shit, but I know he wasn't completely straight. But in general, he was willing to compromise his morals, his sexuality. And this is a good-looking dude. This is a dude who's like six foot three, chiseled jawline, real muscular, six-pack, Pretty boy, like a dude where you would look at him twice. A dude where when I would walk down the street, people would like roll down their windows and like stare at him because he was very aesthetically attractive. And he let himself be so low to where he allowed his looks to be his moneymaker, to where he allowed someone to use and abuse him to, to drop his neck and suck somebody's dick. Just be in a commercial. That's why he sucks somebody's dick. To be in a commercial. Not even a fucking TV show, but a commercial. Motherfucker, you're hustling backwards. So it's just little stuff like that where I see it and I think to myself, damn, people really be coming out here with nothing. And they really be out here using their looks or using manipulative tactics to climb a certain ladder. And that's why they're not where they want to be. And a lot of times people are willing to compromise their morals and who they are to be something because they're impatient. So in a nutshell, going back to me a little bit, I am not impatient. I'm very patient. I know, and you should know too, that what is meant for you will come to you. And I know it sucks sometimes going through like money issues, going through life issues, heartbreaks, depression, self-sabotage, procrastinating, thinking you're not good enough, demonizing a good opportunity because you're too scared that you know, you're not ready for it or it's not good enough. Honestly, be patient. Put, you know, shoot your shot for success, shoot your shot for opportunities, and let things just come to you. Don't be thirsty and expect people to just give you shit. Be hungry. You know, go out there, you know, go network, go shake hands, go meet people, you know, apply for all the jobs you want. Or if you are working a regular job and you kind of want more out of life, don't be scared to go out there and go get more. If your passion is crocheting and braiding and you've always wanted to do eyelashes or you've always wanted to go back to school, then go do that shit. Go try to do that shit and be patient. So for me, in my situation, I am just going to be patient and wait for things to happen for me. I'm very blessed that I kind of got my start in the entertainment industry very young. So I've learned a lot of things. I'm very glad that I moved to LA all by myself and I learned some very hard decisions, learned how to be alone, learned the importance of not trying to be pressed to like meet people and hang out with people, learn the importance of just being good to others and then waiting my turn. My moment will come to where I'm like everywhere. I know it. Like, like Ice Spice, for example, Ice Spice credits a lot of her success to manifestation. You know what I mean? Ice Spice has said that she manifests a lot of what goes on in her life. So that's what you got to do is just speak goodness and positivity into your life. Say this, say, I'm chosen. I will get opportunities. Money flows towards me. I'm financially stable. My opportunities are coming sooner than I expect. So that's what I do. I manifest. And I'm manifesting it now. I will be one of the biggest entertainers to ever live. I will be the biggest star ever. I'm going to be wildly successful. I will be a huge household name. My name will literally precede me. I will stand the test of time. So yeah, that's me manifesting it right now. And I know it's going to happen. And I know those things are going to come. And I know I'm going to be successful and really famous and really well-respected for good reasons. Not no fuck shit, but for good reasons. And that's what you got to do. You got to manifest what the fuck you want out of life. And that's a good reason why... Things haven't happened 
how people would have expected it for me. That's why those mainstream opportunities and those things haven't happened yet because I'm managing myself and I'm being patient. So I'm editing my own content, my own projects. I'm funding them by myself. I'm draining my savings. I'm going out there. I'm living in Los Angeles. I'm shaking hands, meeting people, connecting with people, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever, shaking hands, getting people's Instagram, getting to know people, but I'm doing it the right way. I'm not doing it on some fake ass thirsty shit and pretending to like like people, pretending to fuck with people and much more. I'm doing it by being a good person, being good to people, being polite to people. And guess what? When you're good to people, you're polite to people, whether it's a janitor or some random motherfucker on the street, people will remember that. And guess what? When you're trying to get into the club or climb that ladder, they're going to want to say, hey, I remember you. I fuck with you. Come through. You don't have to wait in line. Now's your turn to shine. Now's your turn. Like, you can come on in. So in due time, I'll get everything I deserve and everything I want. But right now, I'm just being grateful. And that's what you got to do. If you want more blessings to come your way, learn how to be grateful for what you already have or the universe ain't going to give you shit. Let me say it again. Learn to be grateful for what the fuck you have or the universe is not going to give you shit. You constantly sit up here and keep saying, I should have this. I should have this. Or when I'm this, I'm a this. Or yeah, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm this. I'm stuck. Look at all the things you've accomplished in the past two to five years and tell me that you would go back. The, the, like, like, would you rather be where you are now or go back five years? You see what I mean here? So just be patient and let things just come to you. Let things happen for you. You know, let, let things come to you. If you keep chasing a cat, it's going to run away. If you keep chasing something, it'll run away from you. Just let it come. Let a cat come to you. A cat will eventually come to you when it feels like it's worthy or, or it feels like it's time. You know, just think of success like a cat. Let it come to you, you know. A cat will usually come to you if you have treats or you have food around you or you have a mice around you or you have another cat on you. That's when a cat will approach you. And I say that because that's a great analogy and how you should look at life because you got to remember in life, if you be the best version of yourself and prepare yourself to receive these things, great things will happen for you. Let yourself have it. Everything you're visualizing in your head that you want to happen is already happened already. You got to let yourself have it. Just give it to yourself. So work on being the best version. If you want to be like a mainstream singer and songwriter, get in them singing and songwriting classes. Go network. Go to singing and songwriting events. Do your first showcase. Get rid of your stage fright. You know, do open mics at random bars or random events. See if you can get booked for those. If you want to be a stand-up comedian, try to get like open mic shits, you know? If you want a podcast, start reading books on podcasting and just, how about this? Make your YouTube channel, make your little podcast portal so that way it already exists. And then eventually those million dollar corporations will want to reach out to you and fund your projects and much more. So that's kind of what it is. You have to make sure your table looks good and eventually people will want to add to your table. By the time you're done organizing your table and adding to your table, people while you're literally organizing and perfecting your table are going to want to come to it and add to it and add to you and give you those opportunities. So that's kind of how I reflect on Los Angeles and being here for two years and trying to build useful connections and climb a certain ladder. Things will happen. Nothing in this world is worth it if it comes too easy. So the people who rapidly grow and get all these mainstream opportunities left and right and right and left and left and right, that's them. That's fun. That's their journey. That's that's the path they're on. That's the energy that they have around them. You know, I'm working on trying to break bad habits so that way I can unblock those blessings and I'm waiting for my moment to come. Or how about this? What if my moment is already here and I just don't realize it? Or what if your moment is already here? You just got to let yourself accept it and have it. I've been doing social media for literally seven and a half years. Things took off for me about five years ago. 
five and a half years ago. And I'm blessed. I've done raising things. I've touched millions of people. I've met all types of amazing people who told me that my work speaks to them. I've inspired plenty of people. That's more than what I could have ever asked for. And in my head, I thought, oh, by the time I'm this age, when I was younger, like 10, 20 years ago, I was like, by the time I'm this, I'm going to have that. By the time I'm this, by the time I'm going to have that. And it didn't work out like how I thought it would. But I'm still pretty happy with a lot of, a lot of where my life went. So I'm just grateful. And eventually, all those wonderful blessings and amazing, crazy opportunities that people never expected from me are going to come in. It's going to come. I'm chosen. It's already going to come. It's already mine. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hope you guys can sometimes somehow reflect on what I'm saying and realize that I'm Gucci. I'm good. I'm blessed. And more is coming my way and I will get way more than I ever expected. And keep speaking manifestations and affirmations, good things over your life and amazing things will happen for you too. Don't think you deserve more because at the end of the day, what if you already have everything you've ever wanted? You just don't realize it. But yeah, that was that for this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys can reflect and learn something from this. And that's that. Time out is over.